Hello guys and welcome back to Breaking Butterfly. I am here with a very special guest today. I know I say that every single time. I'm always like very special, very, very special. But this time it's actually like three varies. Very, very, very special because I have somebody here that um, yeah, I'm almost like I was just telling him I'm like kind of fangirling a little bit because he doesn't know, but he helped me through a lot, a lot. We'll get into it. Um, but yeah, I've been following along with Brad for such a long time, and I actually think you're also the first male on the Breaking Butterfly podcast. That's fun and exciting. Oh, <laughs> um, honored. But yeah, Brad's here with me. So you guys might have heard of Brad Yates. He is known internationally for his creative and often humorous use of emotional freedom technique or EFT. Um, he is the author of the best-selling children's book, The Wizard's Wish, the co-author of the bestseller, Freedom at Your Fingertips, and a featured expert in the film, The Tapping Solution. He has also been a presenter at a number of events, has been heard internationally on a number of internet talk shows, and has over a thousand videos on YouTube, which I've probably watched half of them. Um, and they have been viewed over 43 million times, which is so incredible. So welcome to the podcast. You can say hello. Well, thank you, Maddie. I'm very happy to be here. Yes, I'm so excited you're here. And um, yeah, like I said, I just throughout my not just my business. When I started my business, that's when I started getting into like energy work and EFT and all of these things. Obviously found you on YouTube and it helped me with my business. But um, also just with I had like extreme panic attacks for like a year and a half there. And the amount of times that I just watched you and like was crying on the floor, like tapping along with Brad, like it, yeah, it just means so much that you're here. So thank you very much. Um, and yeah, let's get into it. I want to hear, and I'm sure everyone wants to hear a little bit about your story. Um, I want to talk about EFT, what it is, how it works. Um, but I'm sure you have a story of how you even got into EFT in the, in the first <laughs> place. So start from the beginning. Yeah. How does a grown man find himself tapping on his face for a living? Exactly. Uh, I love that. So I actually started out as an actor. I had uh, traveled the world doing theater. I went to Hollywood to become a movie star, as one does. And while I was there, I met a woman, fell in love, got married. And when our first child was on the way, I thought, you know, I might need a backup job. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, even though I'd played a doctor on uh, Days of Our Lives, it was not enough to support a family at that time. So I started looking at different things and I saw an ad for a hypnotherapy school. And I'd always been fascinated by hypnosis and the power of the mind. And I thought, oh, that looks interesting. I'll try that. So I went through this training. I started a small hypnotherapy practice and was doing that alongside continuing my pursuit as an actor. And after a couple of years, when our second child was on the way, I realized that as much as I loved acting, doing personal development work was really my calling. Mm -hmm. This is what I was meant to be doing. And so we uh, left Los Angeles, moved up to Northern California to be closer, to raise our kids closer to their grandparents. And through some other hypnotherapists, I heard about this, this energy psychology conference in Las Vegas, where they were doing this tapping thing. And I thought, yeah, that sounds cool. I'll try that. Because uh, in, in the time that I was in LA, I had gone to um, Ringling Brothers and Barnum Bailey Clown College. So 
tapping on my face was not the strangest thing I'd ever done at this point. Yeah. <laughs> I know that a lot of people, the first time they see EFT, it's like, that just looks weird. It's like, yeah, weird is not a problem. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I just found it uh, an amazing technique and I started introducing it into my, uh, into my hypnosis sessions. And little by little, I started expanding on that until they became tapping sessions with a little bit of hypnosis at the end. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah, that's amazing. I I thought the same thing at first of just like, what is this? Like, what 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 is this tapping? And I've even um, recommended it to other friends and they're just, you know, usually like male friends are just like, what? Like, what? are you doing? I'm like, trust me, just tap right here and tap right here. And they're like, what? But it really is such an incredible technique. Um, And one of my favorite things, I actually, I see the artwork behind you. I was going to bring up, you know, you speak of uh, Michelangelo and what he says about sculptures. Can you talk about that a little bit? Because I love- I have have David's all over the place. I I fell in love with the the sculpture of the David um, when I first learned about it as a kid. And then years later, when I got into this work, it it took on a whole new meaning for me because uh, Michelangelo said, the statues are already there perfect inside the marble. All I have to do is chip away what doesn't belong to reveal the masterpiece inside. And to me, that's a perfect metaphor for this work. Our best version of ourselves is already inside. Our happiest, healthiest, most powerful self is already there. But we're covered up by this excess marble that's fear, doubt, unworthiness, guilt, shame. And so we're just chipping away what doesn't belong to reveal the masterpiece inside. Yeah. I I literally love that so much. And I feel yeah, I feel like even when I tap like in my own practice, it gives like a whole different meaning to it. Like I can almost just visualize myself like yeah, just chipping away the the marble in a sense. And I've always said this to my girls too. I think it's actually um like a, a Buddhist concept, but they talk about how we're all like a diamond. And then, you know, through the years, we have mud that just like starts to cover it and layer it and layer it. And yeah, it's not about, you know, transforming from a rock into a diamond. You're you're already a diamond. You're just like wiping away the mud, which is just another way of saying yeah. it. But I love that idea of of tapping and and there's some other things that I really love about this work but can you explain for someone that has no idea what it is like what is it and yeah. and my question is also like why are we tapping on our face why do we do this strange and looking I know face? it works I know it works because I like I said I've I've done it with you for years and but I'm like how though how does this work I'm a very like scientific logical person so yeah and that's one of the things that trips up a lot of people because they say, oh, it just looks strange. And and people will often you know, write and say, yeah, well, where's the research? And I'll say, it's right here. And I'll send them a link. And it's like, well, because <laughs> <yeah." laughs> that's the funny thing is that a lot of people will say, I want to see the research. Yeah. And I'll say, well, do you really? Because there are probably plenty of things you do on a daily basis where you've never looked up the research. And probably plenty of things you do on a daily basis that the research tells you you really shouldn't do. (laughs) You know, I'll bet you're eating foods and drinking things that the research says, hey, that's bad for you. So the interest in the research, it's a way of avoiding it um, for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And 
not not a shaming or blaming anyone for that. I totally get it. There is a resistance because we we are addicted to the familiar. Mm -hmm. And so someone comes along and says, I can teach you a simple technique that'll help you make changes. It's like, get away from me. And so the fact that it looks a little strange gives it that it makes it that much easier to dismiss yeah. it. When, you know, for me, it's like you, when you look at all of the benefits of tapping, I can't imagine why people wouldn't do it on a daily basis. People do things on a daily basis that don't have as much benefit. And, and you can do it for free. You know, you can watch my videos on YouTube. You can do it on your on yourself. You can you can do it while you're going to the bathroom. So it doesn't have to take any extra time out of your day. Yeah. You can multitask. So, um, but knowing that it's you know that those of us who have used it feel the benefits, and and knowing that even though the the research thing is is just kind of a barrier that people are putting up there, it is very nice that we do have a growing body of scientific evidence. A good friend of mine in Australia, Dr. Peter Stapleton, who's a, a, a professor of psychology at, at a university. So this is not, you know, some fly-by-night uh, shyster. She's a, she's a, you know, she's been, uh, she won an award as psychologist of the year in Australia uh, last year, the year before. Wow. So you know, someone who is, you know, really in there with the the gold standard. Um, uh, stuff and she's done a lot of the research showing that from a chemical basis. So we have uh, when we get into stress, we release a, a hormone called cortisol, which you know, it's part of the fight or flight process. And it's really good if we need to run away from a predator. It's not so great if we're not in a real threatened situation because it uh, hampers our immune system. It hampers our digestive system. And most of us are in a constant state of stress. We have ambient levels of stress. Most of us are walking around with a device that's constantly telling us, here's something to be upset about. And we don't usually have a healthy way of dealing with that stress. So that's what the, the at the very basic level, tapping is a stress relief technique. So we can see uh, cortisol levels drop with groups that are tapping. This is these are gold standard, double blind scientific research um, studies. We have fMRI studies where you can do brain scans and see what parts of the brain are uh, lighting up. And after the tapping, seeing that those parts of the brain have normalized. So we, we do have this growing body of scientific evidence saying, yes, what we've known all along, <laughs> we can show that it's not just people saying, yeah, I think I feel better. It's like, no, there are biological markers. In fact, when we don't even recognize it, because a lot of people will say, I tapped, I didn't feel any better. Mm -hmm. Okay, there is science that is showing that you are doing better, even though you might not tangibly be aware of it. And, and so often people will say, well, I'm not going to tap because I don't notice that I'm feeling better. How many people take supplements? They, they take vitamins. And I want to meet one person who says, oh, yeah, the moment I take a vitamin, that moment I just feel so energized. And so it's like you do not tangibly notice the benefits from that one thing, but you have been convinced that it's beneficial. And if you've been taking it for some time, you might notice the difference. The difference with tapping is it's always beneficial. There are also times where you can tangibly say, 
oh yeah, I totally feel better right now. Totally. It's so funny. I was actually looking at your Instagram and I saw you respond to a, a comment in such a great way because um, someone said something like that and she's like, yeah, I just yeah. don't feel any better. And you're like, totally makes sense, but whatever, you just have this really good response. And um, yeah, it just made me think about how it really is just because it's uncomfortable. Like I love what you're saying about like people don't have the research for so many other things or yeah, vitamins, like those are such great um, connections to just make you almost look at like how many things you're just making excuses for. Um, that's honestly why I've become like so careful with my language, even with other things. Like for so long, I would be like, oh, I don't have time to meditate. I don't have time. I don't have time. And then I literally, I convinced myself I do not have time. Yeah. I. That is a silly, like I have so, I have so much time on my hands. I have yeah. So I started just wording it. It's not necessarily that I I forced myself to start meditating. It's just when I did catch myself in that language, I would say I'm not prioritizing that, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So instead of being like, oh, um, like, ta you know, tapping probably doesn't work. Just be honest with yourself. Like, I I don't want to I don't want to do it. I'm resistant to the change. Yeah. yeah. I'm afraid to find out because it doesn't uh, again, it, it there, I mean, obviously, you can hire me. You can hire other practitioners. There are programs that we have for sale. You can spend money on it, but you can tap without spending any money. You can tap without spending any extra time. Mm -hmm. So it's a matter of looking at. There's no. There's no good reason not to do it, except that I'm resistant to the change, yeah. and I'm afraid of the change. And and I can say, well, what if it doesn't work? It's always working. It is always benefiting. You may not notice it. It's like doing sit-ups. You know, I do three sit-ups and go, well, I don't have a six-pack, so uh, I guess that didn't work. Yeah. Um, it's just knowing that over time, the benefits uh, are, are more obvious. So there's a, there's a part of us that says, yeah, I, I'm afraid that something will happen, that, that I'll have some positive change, and I don't know how to handle that. Yeah. Yeah. And so we'll come up with these excuses of, I don't believe the research or it, it looks silly. It's like, so do it at home in the privacy of your own room and no one will notice. Yeah. You know, I, every, everybody's doing something that looks silly. Most of there's tons of people out there doing things that look silly in public and we'll say, I don't want to look silly. It's like, really? One of my favorite <laughs> things one of my friends has said, um, I actually had him on the podcast as well. So my listeners might remember, but he always said, I'd rather look crazy than be anxious because he'd always like anytime we'd like meditate or do a practice, he's always like grunting or like letting out these sighs. And I'm like, I told, I asked him, I'm like, dude, I'm like, Shh, like you're, you're being so loud. He's like, I don't care. Like I need to get this out. I need to move my energy or if he's going to dance weird or whatever, he'd rather look crazy than be anxious. But, but yeah, again, there are times when I'm in the car and I'll be tapping yeah. and I'm like the person next to me might think I'm crazy. It's like, I'm feeling some stress right now. Mm. I'd rather not feel stress and what they think is none of my business. Yeah. And I'm, I'm looking forward to the day where so many people know about tapping that that person might go, oh, yeah, come to think of it, I actually have some stress right now. Mm. And they'll say, hey, thanks for reminding me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. And what's so interesting is like our – I've just been getting really into like somatic work in general lately and – Someone was saying like, it's so interesting as 
children, like we would throw these tantrums, right? And we would like scream and cry and like flail our bodies or, you know, bang on the floor or whatever. Um, And I'm even thinking of like some other instinctual things we do. Like we like tap our foot when we're like nervous or we're waiting for something or we've always from childhood just naturally instinctively have tapped or wanted to like, you know, punch things or just move in certain ways. Like our body knows how to move energy. Um, you know, maybe not like punching the walls is that's not good, but like we've always had these instinctual ways of like we want to move in ways that's gonna just move things for us. And so I I just think it's interesting that uh we've been conditioned to like n- just not like well, we have this what's called the Cartesian split about, you know, our thinking and our feeling. So there's the head and then there's the everything yeah. else. And, and we try to, we, you know, put the, the mind on a pedestal and the rest is, you know, it's unfortunate there's something below the neck, but that's the way it is. But we're a mind body. It's a, it's all connected. We're, and so if we try to intellectualize our way through feelings, mm-hmm. we're only going to get so far. So, you know, talk therapy is great, but you want to also include a physical component because, you know, when we're, when we're feeling something, it's not like we're, our body's totally relaxed. It's like, yeah, I am so furious at Bob right now, you know, or I'm so, I'm so scared about that test I have. No, it's in the body. So we want to do something that deals with the body. And that's what the, the tapping comes in. So this is, for thousands of years in Chinese medicine, they've been using this in acupuncture and acupressure. And so what they discovered was this meridian system, these pathways of energy through the body. And when this energy is flowing naturally, we experience our natural state of health and well-being. And when it gets stuck, we don't feel good. When we don't feel good, we don't think as clearly. And then we don't make the best choices. And that has all kinds of unfortunate consequences in our lives. So, you know, in, in traditional Chinese medicine, the doctor would stick needles in these same points that we're tapping. And we're just now stimulating those points by tapping. And it calms down the nervous system, downregulates stress, gets us out of fight or flight. And it affects the body in all kinds of ways. And we're still finding, you know, the, the mechanics of it, how it works with uh, the amygdala, how it works with the vagus nerve, the polyvagal system. It's the nerve that runs up and down the spine and um, manages emotion in the body and, and in the organs. So, yeah, yeah. So we just allow ourselves to go through and we can do other practices and, and talk therapy and affirmations and all these things while tapping. Mm-hmm. And it allows our body to be much more open and much more receptive. Yeah. Yeah, that's the next thing I wanted to get into because what I'm gaining from what you're sharing right now is like tapping on its own is reducing stress because uh, I've yeah. I've only yeah. ever really known tapping in the way you've done it with affirmations. But so tapping on its own reduces stress, which is amazing. But yeah, I want to dive into yeah. the combination with affirmations. Um, there's something like really specific that I like about um, – I don't know. And again, I, I haven't actually really done – EFT with anybody else except for you. So I don't know if this is how everyone does or if it's just how you do it. Either way, I love how you do it where I'm really into like anti-toxic positivity. And what I love about your tappings are that it's not just saying positive affirmations. 
sometimes the first half of the video is just talking about what you're feeling of just tapping and saying like, I'm anxious. I'm anxious. Like I go through every single meridian point, just like I'm, I am anxious. And I think that there's been a lot of kind of, yeah, just toxic positivity in the personal development space where we just want to like, everything's great. Everything's working for me when we have to also acknowledge the power of positive. Yeah. Yeah. It's the power of positive thinking. Uh, And so when a lot of people see FT, because there are there are some EFT practitioners who will say you should never talk about the positive. Mm-hmm. It's only a cleaning process. You should only talk about the problem and tap while you go through. And and that's one way to do it. I'm not saying that's wrong. There are a lot of different ways yeah. to do it. Uh, but what you resist persists. So when the very basic version of EFT, just so that folks know what it is, is you're going to take your index and middle finger of your dominant hand and gently tap on the side of your opposite hand, and you state, even though I have this problem, I choose to love and accept myself. So we look at whatever the problem is. What am I feeling right now? Uh, I'm I'm angry at Bob. I'm I'm scared about this report that I have due next week. And we'd rate that on a scale of zero to ten. How how strong is that? Oh, I'm really angry. I'm really scared. And we also try to get a, a, an idea of how do we know that in the body? Uh, oh. I get this knot in my stomach, or I feel this tension in my shoulders. So we're aware of what we're working with. So we'll then say, even though I'm scared about this report, I choose to love and accept myself. So not, I hate myself for this. I love and accept myself because some part of me says this is necessary. Mm -hmm. We'll repeat that three times, and then we'll go through each of the points and just say, this fear about this report, 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 this fear about this report. And the underarm right about bra strap level, and even guys can figure out what that is. This fear about this report, and at the top of the head, all this fear about this report, and then you take a deep breath and check in again. And it's like, okay, this fear about this report, it was an eight before, it may be down at a zero like that. Yeah. It may just go from an eight to a 7.75, but it's a little bit of relief. And I can keep going through with the same words, this fear about the report, or I can't, what often happens when we're tapping it, it's like peeling the layers of the onion. And I might be going through and going, this fear about this report. Oh, you know what it is. I remember this book report that I got a bad grade on in the third grade and I was grounded for a week. And every report that I've had due since then, even though I got a bad report, even though I got a bad grade on that report in the third grade, and I can now clear something that has been limiting my life for decades. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's just very powerful in that way. Uh, so, so when we, when I'll first introduce CFT to folks and I'll say, okay, so even though I'm afraid about this report and they'll go, Oh no, 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 no. Let's talk about the positive. It's like, so if you break your leg and you go to the doctor, you're going to say, Let's talk about my arm. Yeah, I, I just, I just want to talk about what feels good. It's like, well, it's going to make it a little difficult to address the problem. If if your dog poops on your carpet, you don't want to stand there and go, "I'm just going to look at the parts of the carpet that are clean," because yeah. you're going to step in it and you're going to spread it around, and you're only kidding yourself because part of your mind is very much focused on the poop that's on your carpet. Yeah. If we clear it, if we address it, it's not a matter of sitting down and and just you know, going, oh, I'm so upset about this. It's, 
it's there. I'm going to clean it up. That's what we're doing. This is a cleaning process. And then we're freed to move on. But then I also like to throw in a lot of positive stuff too, because it just feels yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like, it's so funny because, like you said, a lot of times just doing one round of acknowledging the problem, like, could take you from a 10 to a zero. And yeah. I, for a lot of my life, um, and kind of just like my personal development journey, I, I was very into the positive. It's only lately that I'm I'm anti I'm anti positive. At the beginning of my journey, I I was in a really dark place, and looking at the positive was what I needed. And so I was just like always trying to be positive and positive affirmations. And yeah, now lately I have had like a lot of emotions come up and just just a lot of things come up that I wasn't expecting to come up. And I've found that like it literally is just acknowledging it. It's just like even looking at it for a moment, it it just wants to be acknowledged. A lot of times it's just even our our inner child, like just pulling strings and just being like, just can you just look at me? Just look at me. Um, so I love that you share that. And yeah, I think the the whole part of like the even though I feel this, I choose to love and accept myself. I just think that is one of the most like powerful statements ever. Like it almost makes me emotional even to just like just saying that once to yourself, like, even though I'm feeling this, I choose to love and accept myself. I think, yeah, I just think it's so powerful. I, I love it. I love everything about it. Um, okay. A couple more questions. So let's talk about limiting beliefs. Cause I feel that tapping is, so you can tap for so many different things, right guys. Brad has so many videos on anything. Like think of anything he has it. Um, so there's ones for manifestation. There's ones for even some of the things we've been, you know, talking about today of like being resistant to change or just. I have one on toxic positivity. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if it's come out yet. It may be, it may still be in the queue. I think it's one of the newer ones. Yeah. So uh, literally anything. Yeah. I remember one of the ones that I did, um, often was the fear of getting sick. I think you made it at the beginning of quarantine or something like that. There's one of them that's. I I did one on illness just as I was recovering from COVID myself. Yeah, yeah. So that one was huge for me. I won't go like super deep into my story, but I've just had some like really bad OCD and like phobias and stuff like that. So I've lived pretty much my whole life in like fear of just like this health anxiety. Um, so yeah, I've probably racked up like 100, 200 views on that video. So love that one. Um, but yeah, he has them on everything from – you know, being afraid of illness to manifesting money. Um, but I feel like the general uh, use for tapping as I see it is really like getting rid of these limiting beliefs, like we were talking about, like getting rid of the gunk to find the sculpture underneath. Um, I'm curious yeah. to hear maybe some experiences that you've had with clients of yours or with yourself of like any big beliefs, like really deep-rooted beliefs that – you've seen an improvement with EFT? Where, where do I start? Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I, I love going through the comments on, on YouTube, you know, from the people, not just the people that I've worked with, but just on people who've seen videos and the comments that come in daily of people talking about the shifts. Uh, you're just talking about money. I remember working with somebody uh, who, uh, when I had them say, Money is the root of all evil. 
which so many people believe. It's like, oh yes, that's just that's just a truism, right? Mm-hmm. And, and as they said it, they were nearly in tears. And we tapped through that until it had no emotional response mm-hmm. so that they could understand, one, that's not even what the quote says. It's, it's, for one, it's a, it's a translation. And it, the actual translation is closer to the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Mm, interesting. So it's greed. Greed is the, causes all kinds of bad behavior around money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and, and just all kinds of bad behavior in general because of this, this greed. And it's not about money is wrong. And so when we, when we look at that and we change our mind about that, so here's where tapping comes in, in terms of changing limiting beliefs is we are addicted to the familiar. Mm-hmm. And especially with those things that have been taught to us, it's like, my parents always said money was the root of all evil. I would be a bad child if I said, no, mom and dad, you're wrong. I'm not allowed to say that my parents were wrong, my teachers were wrong. So I need to hang on to that belief, even though it is limiting the heck out of my life. Yeah. Unnecessarily. So if I try to change that, if someone comes along and says to me, oh, no, that's that's a misquote, that's a mistranslation, um, I go into fight or flight. There's a stress response of, no, you're wrong. And we see this all the time. When someone says something, people get very upset. It's like, you shut up. And we have this stress response. So if we tap and we allow ourselves to move through that, we get to a place of what is real? What actually makes sense? And we can then take it on and we can say, I can let go of what no longer makes sense. And I'm not dishonoring my parents. I'm just letting go of their misinformation. You know, there's the, the, the great story of the, uh, the young couple that gets married and the first time um, the, the, the wife is making um, this ham and uh, she cuts off the end of the ham to cook it. And her husband says, that was some good meat that you just cut off. Why'd you do that? She goes, well, because I learned from my mom. That's how she always did it. And I, and I apologize. It sounds very sexist to tell the story of the wife cooking for the husband. It's just this is how the story yeah, is told, no, okay? This is not... <laughs> I'd like to qualify that. Um, so she's, let's go talk to mom. And mom says, well, that's how grandma always did it. So go back and ask the grandma. She goes, well, we only had a small oven. If you didn't cut the end off of the ham, it didn't fit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So there's a reason why that's done that's no longer, that, that's outdated. And so we're still doing these behaviors or carrying these beliefs because of something that was outdated. And it's like, oh, it doesn't make sense for me to cut the end of the ham off anymore. It doesn't make sense for me to keep limiting my abundance or my contribution or whatever it might be. Whatever's stopping me from sharing the gift that I am with the world it's outdated mm-hmm. and and I'm, and the tapping allows us to feel calm as we look at that yeah. and we look at what's possible for us in terms of how we can show up in the world, what we can allow ourselves in terms of abundance, in terms of relationships, in terms of all kinds of great experiences, all the stuff that we might've been taught was uh, outside of our realm, it, we didn't deserve it. Total misunderstanding. Yeah. If you're listening to this right now, I've got, a, got news for you. You are, you are a magnificent child of the universe, worthy and deserving of the best this world has to offer. There is nothing that is too good for you. And go ahead and tap here right now to just allow yourself to release 
any anxiety that comes up about, no, no, you're wrong. I've been told that I'm undeserving. That's, it's just not true. There is nothing that is too good for you, but we have all this fear of taking that on. And then we might have this fear of, if I believe it now, how do I justify all the years that I haven't been allowing things? And then I'll look stupid. And so we resist getting better in order to justify the past. Like, yeah, that's a, that's a unfortunate plan. Mm -hmm. Let's move past. It's like, okay, I'm going to make up for it now and I'm going to let as much good in as possible. Mm, I love that. Yeah. Sometimes it's even just, um, like recognizing that you're doing that in the first place of like, just realizing, oh, the only reason I am holding on to this is because of the past. And I've even been talking about like relationships a lot where, um, like, I think it's so funny that so many people stay in relationships where they're miserable just because they've, been in it for so long, whether it's romantic or platonic, it's like, oh, but I've known them since I was five years old. I have to be best friends with them. And I'm like, but they're being abusive. Like they're not, they're not a good, they're not. A good I, I have a video, uh, I have a video called staying out of guilt. Mm. And, you know, there are a lot of, you know, couples and someone's like, she needs me. He wouldn't make it without yeah. me. It would be wrong for me to leave that person, even though I know it's for my highest good. They need me. Please tap through that. I, I one of my foundational beliefs is that one person's highest good never comes at the expense of somebody else's highest good. If it is not for my highest good to be in a relationship with someone, then it is not for their highest good for me to be there. Mm-hmm. Besides which, you know, just. <laughs> How would you say to somebody, look, I'm really too good for you, or uh, you don't deserve me, but you're so pathetic that I'm sticking around out of guilt? That's There's nothing noble about that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's not to shame you, but, and maybe the reason that they're so helpless is because they're not getting what they need from you, and they'd be much better off in another relationship. Yeah. Just saying. And that's not something bad about you. It's just that there's 8 billion people on the planet and we're not all compatible. And it's not nothing wrong with that. It's like, oh, hey, you know what? We thought this was going to be a good fit. It's not. Yeah. And I think that relationships are one of the, well, I guess money as well. Relationships and money are kind of like, right, the two big human things, right? That, that cause distress or a lot of joy. And health, Maddie. And health. And, and health. Totally. Because <laughs> so many people are spending most of their time complaining about uh, something about their health. Totally. Relationships, money, health. <laughs> yes. Um, but what I was thinking about like relationships, I see relationships as one of the biggest like fight or flight causing things um, just in the sense Absolutely. of I mean, we've all been in relationships that just bring something out of us where you're like, I didn't even know I could be that mean or that emotional or that defensive. Like, I don't cry a lot, but like, I'll cry about like love or somebody I'm dating, like more than anything else for me personally. And I think for a lot of women, it's something that just like hits so deep. Um, And so Mm -hmm. I love that you even have tappings for things like that because, you know, obviously, it's two-sided and you can only do the work for yourself. But I think there's so many things that you can work through. Yeah. In terms of guilt or unworthiness and, and things like that, that can really like up level, um, 
that part of your relationship because, yeah, I just see that most problems in relationships come from the fight or flight. It's like you almost – you just can't act like – um this might be like an intense word, but like sane. Like sometimes I feel like I'm insane when my when my fight or flight is triggered in in a romantic relationship. Um, you just go a little crazy. But if you can get that to that place where you are calm and you're regulating your nervous system, and then look at things, oh, I just feel like it can shift so much. Yeah, and it's and so the great thing about tapping is that it's a it's one of the simplest, quickest ways to calm ourselves down. Yeah. So with even without words, if you're in a in a situation and you feel your emotions getting out of control, start tapping right there. Don't worry about even though my emotions are out of control, don't worry about it. Just allow yourself to just start calming the, the system down yeah. and get curious about what's going on here. Because the fight or flight happens when we feel threatened. Mm -hmm. And the more threatened we feel, the crazier we get. And it's not to shame ourselves and go, oh, I'm, I'm just crazy. It's like, no, I just feel really threatened. And what about this is so threatening to me? Mm. If it's a physically threatening situation, yeah, get out of there. But it may be there's something being said that's pushing some old button. And sometimes those relationships are brilliant. Now, you don't need to stay in them at a certain point. Yeah. It's like you don't have to keep going through the first grade over and over again. But but being able to look at and go, because sometimes we'll look at that and say, oh, this person pushed my buttons. That person is evil. Well, they can't push buttons that aren't there. Mm -hmm. I may say, you know, I feel fine around. I, I feel totally okay, but I don't like that person's behavior and I can find better uses of my time and energy than spending time with that. But I don't need to be all worked up emotionally. So I want to look at what... Where's the threat coming from? What is the story that I'm telling myself in this moment with what's going on? And it may be, oh, what I'm hearing is I'm not good enough. Mm -hmm. What I'm hearing is I'm unlovable. And that feels very threatening. So allowing ourselves to calm down and go, okay, but that's a misunderstanding. That's, that's some old belief. And where did that come from? Because it didn't come from this person that I'm dating right now. Yeah. This, this is something that I got from years ago and I may get to a point where I tap through it and I may say, I'm all good right now. Um, this isn't going to work out, but thank you so much for showing me that there was this thing that was holding me back because, you know, it has hurt me in so many more ways than just this little fight that we just had. Mm -hmm. And now I can go out and I can create an even more awesome life because of what just happened. Totally. And or I might find actually I really do like you and what you said was not that bad. And it was and because I may have blown it all out of proportion and 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 totally heard something that that wasn't there because we often do that. Yeah. We hear people, you know, someone says, um, hey, did you did you run the dishwasher? And I hear, Oh, was I not supposed to? Did I do it wrong? Am I you know, and I'm afraid I was like, <laughs> No, I just asked if you would <laughs> Because I didn't yeah. want to, I didn't want to put something else in it if it was already clean. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they you know? they even say like, uh, uh, who is talking about this? It might have been Nicola Para, but she was talking about how like somebody being like jumpy or like easily scared is like not a funny thing. Like we always think it's so funny of like, oh, like you know, they always get scared so easy, and so they like jump out 
behind the wall, like when that friend comes out of the bathroom or whatever, and they're like, oh, it's so funny. No, it's actually not funny because if you're easily like, um, if you're jumpy like that, like easily scared or yeah, yeah, easily triggered where, yeah, it was just a simple question. Like I just didn't want to mix dirty with clean dishes. And it's like, oh shoot, that just means even more that yeah. like you need to regulate your nervous right. system because you're kind of have this subtle like on edge. You're hypervigilant. Yeah, yeah exactly. it's, it's like people, um, people coming back from being in yeah. war are very, you know, can be very hypervigilant because you don't know where there might be a threat. You don't know where there might be a sniper. But we, it's not just people who have been in war because we've, we've all been in our own kind of battles at times. And some people, it's been very traumatic, mm -hmm. very upsetting things. And it's like, you know, and so we go, oh, it's so funny. You get scared so easily. No, you don't know what I've been through. I lived in a house where I never knew, you know, whether I was going to get slapped. Yeah. I didn't know, mm -hmm. you know, when someone might send me to bed without eating for uh three days you know i i'm literally my my nervous system is literally stressed because so many of my um formative years were spent with major threat so i don't feel safe in this world mm -hmm. and you know recognizing oh wow i always said well please start tapping now and start <laughs> getting your nervous system regulated again mm -hmm. Uh, and and allow and and learn to feel safe again, but yeah, we and 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 we're all on spectrums of that, you know. So we'll say, oh, that person is too sensitive, okay. But there's someone else who's less sensitive than you are, and they would look at you and say you're too sensitive. Yep. You know, the, the great comedian George Carlin used to say, you know, when you're going down the, driving down the freeway, have you ever noticed that everyone going faster than you is a maniac, and everyone going slower than you is a moron. And it doesn't matter what speed you're going at. You may not be going the speed limit, but, but everyone is everyone faster is a maniac. Everyone slower than is more, and that's true of all of these different things. You know, in politics, the person who's more conservative you are, or more liberal than you is uh, is an idiot. You know, my my beliefs is exactly what it's supposed to be, and allowing ourselves to just chill out and not, you know, and the, the great quote from Walt Whitman be curious rather than judgmental. Mm -hmm. And when we see people thinking differently or behaving differently, allow ourselves, okay, let me get curious about that. Because if I jump into judgment, that's something inside of me that's a trigger. And I want to clear that because I don't want my emotional well-being to be dependent upon the behavior of 8 billion other people. Totally. <laughs> if I need other people to behave in a certain way for me to feel okay, I'm screwed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, even just the the limiting belief of people should do what I want them to do. I mean, we all hold that a little bit. Sometimes someone doesn't do what we want them to do. And we're just like, what? Like, we like, can't believe it. But yeah, I, I, I love I recently heard the, heard, I heard it said recently, the, the fastest way to get upset is expecting other people to be you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. That's like one of the things that when I realized that we all believe that, um, somebody calls them, I can't remember who, they're calling it like the shoulds like, oh, but they, yeah, they should yep. drive faster. They should do this or they should have. People should be different. So we're shooting on other people yeah. and we're shooting on ourselves. Yeah. I, I should be more positive. Yeah. What, what you were saying earlier about, oh, I need to be that, I need, I need to focus on the positive, you know? And so we have the power of positive things. So I should be more positive. We're just shooting on ourselves. Yeah. 
and and allowing ourselves to move beyond that and go, okay, here's what I want. And I want to feel good at the same time. So yes, it's not about saying, oh, it's fine that they don't do those things. It's not about saying, well, if they, if I'm not saying they should drive safely, then I'm saying it's fine for them to do whatever they want. No, you know, saying people should be more considerate of other people. The opposite is not, oh, well, people are, you know, it's fine if they just go ahead and, and are abusive to people. It's like, no, no, we want to create an ideal world. And those folks are coming from uh, some pain inside too. Mm -hmm. If they're not behaving in a healthy way, there's some pain in there too. So just shaming people into, you know, adding more uncomfortable feelings on top of what's already there and hoping that that creates a positive experience, not going to happen. Yeah. And so yeah, it's allowing ourselves to move through those shoulds and say, I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask that you drive safely because I'm on the road too. I'm going to ask that you be considerate because we got to share the planet and we're all in this space together. You yeah. know, I was, I, I went to a concert the night we, we, on Saturday night when we saw Neil Young, finally. Nice. And there's this guy during the, the opening act, there's a guy behind us who was not enjoying it and was making, being very loud about it. And I, and I turned and looked at me and goes, oh, come on. It's like, he's sharing his art. If you don't like it, go somewhere else. Just because you're not enjoying it, why should you deprive the rest of us from enjoying it? Now, I'm not going to freak out. I'm not going to yell. I'm not going to, you know, go to that, that uh, aggressive place. But it's like, hey, chill. Yeah. <laughs> You know, if you don't like it, you can go someplace else. You chose to be here. Yeah. Yeah. It's not about being completely detached from reality, but I think uh, to me, it's kind of like the uh, over-exaggerations, right? Because you can yes. definitely say, oh, this person's driving a bit slow to be in the fast lane instead of being like, yeah, they're a moron, right? There's like, kind of goes right. back to what I was saying about, I feel like I've been so intentional about just my language lately. Instead of being like, oh, I never have time. Oh, I haven't been prioritizing it. Instead of being like, oh, they're a moron. Yeah. Oh, they're driving a bit slow for me. I'm going to go around them. Like, it's just, yeah. you know. Be curious rather than judgmental. Yeah. I wonder why they thought it was a good idea to be in the fast <laughs> yeah, lane exactly. and driving 10 miles out of the speed limit. Um, you know, and I, I'll find a way around and somehow things will work out. Yeah. And, and there's nothing wrong with asking people, you know, to to do things differently. Um, it was funny. I remember now earlier when you were saying the thing about not having time for self-care, I literally was just working with someone earlier on that, doing a tapping round on, even though I don't have time for self-care. Yeah. Uh, and I have, I actually have a video on that, but it's, it's like, we don't have time to not do self-care. Yes. Yep. <laughs> it's, we need to prioritize ourselves. It's, it's just like when you get on an airplane and they say, put your oxygen mask on your own face first before helping others. It's not just, just put your oxygen mask on your own face, yeah. you know, screw others. Yeah. <laughs> like, put it on your own face first, because if you don't, then you can't help others. Put it on someone else, maybe the last thing you ever do. Yeah. And you'll only be able to help that one person and then you're gone. So it's, I want to be, I'm taking care of myself so that I'm around to take care of other people. So your self-care is care for other people. Mm -hmm. You know, you're, you're taking care of the goose that lays the golden eggs. Mm -hmm. I love that. Take good care of that goose. <laughs> yeah, I love that. It's one of the biggest things I've learned these past, 
like two years, I like started getting into deep burnout. And sometimes you have to hit rock bottom to fully learn the lesson, but I definitely learned my lesson. I am I am taking care of the goose now because if you don't, you really will. You'll hit a point where, yeah, you you can't you can't help others until you help yourself. So I love that. Okay, for our last 10 minutes, I think we want to do some tapping. I think we ought to do some cool. tapping. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll do tap. There's so many things we've talked about that could, that could, we could tap on. Um, I don't know. Something come to mind of what, what would you love your audience to have more of that? They might be restraint that they might be limiting because of some limiting belief. Yeah. I was kind of thinking of some ideas and there's one word that you, that really like struck me as you said it, Uh, we didn't even touch on it too much, but, um, he said something about feeling unlovable and I, yeah, I would love to tap on like feeling worthy and, and lovable and also maybe just generally just allowing ourselves to feel good. I think we just. Yeah. And, you know, in terms of things that feel good, feeling lovable is pretty high on that list. Exactly. And years, years ago I had a, just a thought came over. It's like, my job is teaching people to love themselves more. Yeah. So the fact that you brought that up as a subject, uh, I think is awesome. Amazing. I love it. Let's do it. And I'm going to mute myself so I can follow along and not be in the mic. <laughs> Excellent. So, so I showed uh, everyone the, the points earlier and just tap those points as we go through uh, and just repeat back what I say. If you can, if you're in a place where you can say it out loud, that's great because the lo- you know as we say things emphatically, we're more emotionally engaged, and so the technique tends to be more effective. If you're if there's somebody outside where you're sitting right now, or people are around you, and you want to do it silently, that's fine as well. Mm-hmm. And don't do it if you you're can, driving. Uh, Pull over. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, first, I'll invite folks to close your eyes, take a deep breath in, and hold it. And let it go. Now just breathing comfortably with your eyes closed, go ahead and allow yourself to be right here, right now, as present as possible, so as to receive maximum benefit from this. And just breathing comfortably, following your breath through your body, just allow yourself to be aware of how you're feeling right now. Maybe rating yourself on a scale of zero to 10. So we'll do a positive scale here where 10 is magnificent, awesome, fantastic, whatever word you want to put on that. If you were feeling your absolute best, what's the word that you would use? Just notice where you are on that scale from zero to 10 and don't judge yourself harshly if the number's lower than you'd like it to be. If you're like, wow, I thought I was higher than that, but it's actually only this, only a five or a six. That's great that you know that now. Rather than pretending that you are someplace else, you know, what we resist persists. Just allowing yourself to be aware of where that's at. Allow yourself to be aware of any thoughts, beliefs, or memories that might come up as to why you couldn't or shouldn't feel better. Why you can't be at a 10. Why you shouldn't be at a 10. And then also, I want you to imagine a full-length mirror. And look in that mirror and say... I'm lovable. And following your breath through your body, just seeing how your body responds to that. Notice on a scale of zero to 10, how true that feels. And again, 
don't judge yourself if the number feels lower than you would have liked. It's great that you're finding that out because now we're going to do something about that because it's a misunderstanding. Just allow yourself to be aware of that and notice any thoughts, beliefs, or memories that come up as to why you couldn't or shouldn't feel more lovable. Especially any memories that come up as to someone suggesting that you're unlovable. Don't dwell on that. Just allow yourself to be aware of that. Allow yourself to be aware of what feels important. Take a deep breath. Open your eyes. And just tap or I tap and repeat back what I say. Even though I have doubts about how lovable I am, I choose to love and accept myself. Even though I have some doubts about how lovable I am, I choose to love and honor myself. Even though I might have some doubts about how lovable I am, and they might come from old memories, where people suggested that I wasn't lovable, or maybe that was just my interpretation of what happened. Even though I might have doubts about how lovable I am, I choose to deeply and completely love, honor, and accept myself. And maybe anyone else who has contributed to these doubts. Because I choose to feel that free. All these doubts about how lovable I am. All these doubts about how lovable I am. All this fear that I'm not that lovable. At least not as lovable as I'd like to be. And maybe I don't have all the love that I want in my life. And that just proves that I'm not lovable. Or people have treated me badly. And that felt like proof that I wasn't lovable. And, pe and maybe people have actually said that I'm not lovable. And that person was a genius, so they must be right. All these reasons for doubting that I'm lovable. And I'm processing the pain of that. Processing any shame around that. I'm moving through all of this stuff about not being lovable. Because it's weighed me down for a long time. And I'm tired of carrying that. Especially because part of me knows it's BS. Part of me knows that I'm lovable. Otherwise, I wouldn't be here tapping on my face right now. 
because this is self-care. This is an act of self-love. If I knew I wasn't lovable, why would I do this? Obviously, I must know that I'm lovable. And there's all kinds of evidence that I'm lovable. Every time I take a breath, I'm asking for oxygen. And the universe always says yes. That's the universe saying, I love you. I choose to acknowledge that. That's the universe letting me know that I'm worthy and deserving. I'm allowing myself to get clear about that. And if I take a bigger, deeper breath, the universe says yes to that too. <laughs> Saying that I am worthy of asking for more. I must be so freaking lovable. And I'm releasing the old doubts about that. Because those are based on misunderstandings. Mine or someone else's. Because maybe someone said I wasn't lovable. Because of something that I was doing. Some way that I was behaving. So what they actually should have said is that they didn't care for my behavior. I am lovable. I sometimes behave in ways that are not awesome. <laughs> Mostly when I'm doubting how lovable I am. The more I acknowledge how lovable I am, the more that shows up in my behavior. The more I acknowledge how lovable I am, the better I feel. The more clearly I think, the better the choices I make. And the more clearly I see how others are lovable. So it's a total win-win situation. So I'm allowing myself to know how lovable I am in body, mind, and spirit. Take a deep breath and let it go. Close your eyes and go inside. And again, look in that full length mirror and say, I'm lovable. And hopefully that feels a whole lot better. And you may have, uh, again, it's like peeling layers of the onion. So you may have things that have come up that it's like, all right, I may need to do some more tapping on a particular memory or a particular person. And keep clearing that and just allowing yourself to recognize the truth of how amazingly lovable you are. So amazing. Thank you so much. I, 
I know for not for everyone that you'll feel like amazing right away and also on different topics, right? Sometimes you won't feel amazing right away, but I feel amazing right now just from 10 minutes of that. So I- Because you are amazing. You're just allowing yourself to see more of that. This is true. <laughs> this is true. I appreciate it. Yeah. I. We, we clear that stuff that tells us I shouldn't see how amazing I am right now. Why? How, what good is that? Because yeah. I want to share that amazing with the world. I can't share it with them if I don't acknowledge it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I always feel an instant effect. And right now, yeah, sometimes it's just a simple remembrance and just like coming yeah. into yourself, just remembering and yeah, just the the way that you do tapping, I just think is is so incredible. Like you make me laugh, you make me cry. I just, yeah, you're amazing. I appreciate you so much for coming on and for letting us tap with you, doing live tapping. Um, yeah, can you tell everyone where they can find you, work with you, all of the things? Everything will be linked in the show notes. But um, yeah, share what you have yeah, going absolutely. on. Absolutely, thank you. So. Uh, Easiest way to, to find what I'm offering is at tapwithbrad.com. And it's also tap with Brad on social media, Instagram, Facebook, and of course, YouTube, where I, I think I saw some today that says I have uh, 1,600 videos. But oh um, I don't know, there's, there, there's a lot of them. I haven't tapped on everything yet because I still have a list of another thousand ideas of things I'd like to, to do videos on. So they come out every Monday. Uh, yeah. And, and thank you, Maddie, for what you're doing and for allowing me this opportunity to share this work with your audience. Mm, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yeah, guys, I will link everything in the show notes. I hope you guys follow along with Brad. I took, I feel like I took a little break from tapping, but now I'm like so inspired. I'm going to be tapping every single day, three times a day. <laughs> tap daily. It is energy daily. hygiene. We have physical hygiene, like brushing our teeth and taking showers yeah. You know, and there are consequences if we don't do that for a while. Exactly. There are consequences if we don't do energy hygiene and we let that stress build up. So just, just like brushing your teeth, tap if, if just for a few minutes every yeah. day. I mean, I've, I feel like it's even good to just habit stack. Like right after I brush my teeth, just turn on a video, yeah. go on YouTube, type in Brad Yates and literally whatever you are working through, moving through. He's probably got a video. If not, he's probably going to make it. There's a it. tap for that. Yeah, there's a, there's a tap for that. And um, yeah, I'm excited to get back into my practice. So yeah, everyone, I'll link everything in the show notes. And thank you again, Brad, for being here. And I hope everyone has a beautiful week this week. I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Bye, guys. Bye.